I'll never forget, like, I didn't know what Captain Crunch was, and, and Nicole was pregnant with Kennedy. She's like, I was like, what can I get you that you'll eat? Because she wouldn't eat shit. And she's like, uh, she's like, get me Captain Crunch. So I go out, walk all the way to you district, because this is before I had a car, get her a box of Captain Crunch, and go back home. She's like, this isn't Captain Crunch. I'm like, Captain Crunch, it's on the, it's on the cover, Captain Crunch. She's like, where's the berries? <laughs> <laughs> Hello guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and welcome to Couch Co-op, a video game podcast. It's kind of like a book club, only for video game nerds. Today we're going to be discussing the game Hades, but first we'd like to start off and discuss what we've currently been playing through, or in this case, what we have played prior to playing Hades. So Dave, let's start off with you. What have you been playing? Prior to Hades, it was Wonderful 101, and then... Um, I was able to pick up Hades through Jack, and I've been pretty much hooked on that game ever since. I've even put my Platinum Trail on Wonderful 101 on pause because I was just so invested into this game. Super fresh. Awesome. Jack? Yeah, I think this might be the most boring what have you played recently ever because we've all just been (laughs) stuck on this game. Uh, But it has been a month since we've asked ourselves this question, and... um, I look back and what I was really into uh, before I got pretty damn sick a couple of weeks ago was Ratchet and Clank, the new Ratchet and Clank. And a testament to how addicting Hades is, is that I was really enjoying Ratchet and Clank. I put it down and Hades dropped and I haven't thought about Ratchet and Clank ever since. Um, so I'm definitely going to go back and finish that game at some point because it was really cool but it's pretty, uh, pretty low on the priority list right now. So, yeah, obviously we've all been playing Hades for the past couple of weeks. And, you know, previously we had done wonderful one-on-one and I thought that was easily the runaway game of the year for me. But when we were in this middle ground, like I had a few days before Hades was released and I went online to pick out a different game to play in the meantime. And that's where I found Pyre. So I actually played through all of Pyre and got the platinum on that right before picking up Hades. And I have to say, I'm really torn. I go both ways on how I feel on both of these games. Jack, I know you've played through Pyre, so I am curious to hear your thoughts on that one um, a bit before we deep dive into Hades here. I think Pyre is a fantastic game. Uh, I played it about four years ago though so my memory of it is is not fresh at all um but i'm with you i really am kind of struggling to think about what is my favorite super giant game at this at this point because um they're both very good in very different ways which is pretty cool um one thing that i think really stands out about super giant as a video game company is that particularly a small video game company with not a lot of people who work for them is that every game and they have four different ones. It's very similar stylistically. They definitely have a style, but they never repeat the same gameplay progress process. And that's, that's really unique for these, these independent studios. Usually you see, um, you know, even these creative studios that put out really cool games like hollow Knight and Celeste and um, I mean, I could go on and on, but they just kind of put out at least something similar. Like it's either a 2D, 2D platform, even if it's a different take of it. 
but Supergiant, they start off with a um, with basically a adventure game. Then they move to a turn-based like RPG. Then it's a sports game in Pyre, um, although a very strange and <laughs> different sports game, uh, very mystical and, and with lots of elements of fantasy. And then they um, end up with this um, dungeon crawler, uh, roguelike dungeon crawler. And so it's really cool that they just bounce over all these different ideas. Um, at this point, Pyre is my favorite Supergiant game. Stylistically, uh, the, the sports game that they came up with that is so cool and unique. I mean, they really came up with a whole different type of gameplay um, where they, they came up with their own sport and all these different abilities, all these different rules where I do feel like Hades kind of has an advantage is that there's more of an encouragement of replayability in Hades. Whereas with both Bastion and Pyre, once I completed the game, that was it. I had no reason to go back. With Hades, I've completed the game and I still have this real urge to go continue, to keep, um, to keep revealing the secrets of the game, to keep trying out different combinations of weapons. And um, it's been a really fun experience. Yeah, so to put into perspective, Dave, I don't know if you've played Pyre yet, but... No, I haven't. Okay, perfect. So imagine a, a game that's essentially a sporting game built around a combination of like Hokra and elements of NBA Jam. But then you combine that with the like plot that's on the par with Final Fantasy 3. Hmm. So like... You have all these role-playing elements where you actually interact with all these characters over and over and over again. And it's a game design where your your choices have massive consequences at the end. Granted, you know, there's not a true, like it's not, I know you just recently played through the Mass Effect series. It's not quite on that level of like changing how things happen in the environment, but it's more so like at the end of the game, certain decisions you made along the way have a huge impact on how the world ends up. And frankly, how you connect with certain characters, like there's a lot of decisions you kind of go back and like look back on remorsefully about who you decided to, you know, cause essentially you're in this tournament to elect who gets to be sent to this great, grand, wonderful world. Um, from the pit of doom or whatever the hell you've been banished to in this game. So more or less, like as you're traveling with all these companions, you're kind of faced with these decisions to say, who do you nominate to send potentially send out? And it's not a game where you just save load and go back. It's however, the results of that tournament, if you lose, you lost that opportunity to free someone. So um, it's just one of those games that like, I personally felt when I beat it, it just stuck with me despite being such a simple presentation compared to like a triple a title um it doesn't even have true voice acting like they just kind of have like this gibberish speak that they utilize but they do it in such a manner that you totally conveys the personality of all these different characters you're interacting with to a point where you truly do bond with them it really like i said the comparison of final fantasy 3 i think is a big one just because it was amazing how much for a sprite-based title you would develop an emotional connection with certain characters just based off of little ticks or little sentences that would repeat just over and over every time you interacted with them. 
And with this, it's kind of like the next stage where you'll just hear a quick sound bite kind of conveying their voice and and it really just draws you in with them. Um, I have a question for both of you. I feel like the music, the voice acting, the story is all excellent. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm currently on a run where I'm gonna square up with Hades pretty soon and I don't think I'm going to make it. So I'm already kind of looking forward to what I'm going to be purchasing in the nightmare and all the other stuff, but um, not to be too much off the trail. Uh, the art direction, the character design, all of that's very fantastic, vibrant. It really jumps out at you and in the characters, you get to know them pretty easily over a period of time with the story. Is that same high quality and pyre uh, and I ask that in the sense that Hades is a newer game. Do you feel like you've seen some growth within the company as far as the two releases? As uh, Matt said, a more recent experience with Pyre. So I'll just answer the way I remember it. I almost feel like Pyre had more style. I really liked the imagery in Pyre. I really liked the visual um, fan phantasmic is that a word I just made up? <laughs> the fantasy of, of, of the realm they created really drew me in. Pyre, um, well, Hades, it has that as well, but I think Pyre had it to another level. Where I think Hades does kind of do a better job is with, there's so many different characters in Hades and it finds a way to kind of intertwine all these different characters to a point where maybe you don't care passionately about all of them, but you're at least interested in all these different relationships, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I would agree with that assessment. To be honest, I feel like almost all of the voice actors that are in Pyre are also the voices of Hades. So um, so just imagine almost all those same voice actors only just speaking gibberish, but like elaborate gibberish with different connotation in certain areas to kind of convey a different personality empire um I, I feel like they're equally effective for different reasons hades gets a little biased because you also have the association with the greek gods so they don't have to work as hard to kind of enforce a personality upon you um but that being said like the manner in which they do it is just kind of through the art style like jack had referred to empire where they don't necessarily have as many animations it's more just kind of like you know, a stoic image that clearly put a lot of detail, attention to detail to convey certain personalities. Um, and again, I think actually there's some benefit because the stake, what's at stake when you're playing Pyre kind of um, sticks with you because you're making all these decisions and you really didn't, you're not hearing the same sound bites over and over with these characters to a level where you have kind of that familiarity Whereas Hades, like you're almost encouraged to die over and over again. It's almost like the everlasting gobstopper of video games in that way, where every time you die and come back, you're rewarded, essentially. Um, at the very least, you're making progress towards the goal of collecting, you know, the platinum. Um, whereas Pyre, it's like if you fail on certain missions, like you feel like shit because there's no going back. And so, again, it's like when you, that bond you've developed with these certain characters like just seeing the opposed image of one of them kind of like looking down or dejected after like a hard fought, you know, tournament that you lost at the last minute, like it really kind of hits home a bit more, but that's also because it's not a game where you just immediately run into your next run and have just as much fun 
the 45th time as you did, you know, the third, fourth, or fifth. So stylistically, they're pretty different, it sounds like, but it sounds like the quality is still there. Like it's a studio that cares about which product it releases when it does ship. Sounds like a company that's dedicated to, you know, bringing the best artists in to do any sort of voice work. So yeah, no, I dig in the game. It's taken me 41 attempts to slay Hades and move on to the first part. I've got nine more slays left and I think I've already ran through five runs. So I think my pace of every 40 is gonna take me a while, but uh, I'll get there eventually. <laughs> Hopefully I'll just start getting better. Um, Matt, how many runs has it taken for you to slay Hades? Well, do you recall your first run? I, I'm an idiot. So I, I managed to get through two Hades, probably within single digits a few times. But I also didn't realize that you had the ability to purchase multiple lives. I, I did have like the trinket you can get that allows you to revive um, that I got later on. But yeah, I had been just rushing through thinking this was a super, super hard game. And it still is very much a difficult game. But discovering that you have the ability to purchase three additional lives on top of that trinket definitely like has made it so it's much much easier to get to the final boss confrontation i'll say that you bastard it took me 41 times with all that stuff and you're like no i beat him twice and that was without the powers that help you out on <laughs> not dying good job bravo thank you well i'm nowhere near on par with jack jack's officially just mastered this game seemingly overnight um it, it really is in his wheelhouse i will say because it combines a lot of elements of games that over the years uh, and of discussion and frankly over the year of us discussing on this podcast it's seemingly are right in his wheelhouse but uh jack tell us about your time because i've only completed it about four times now how many times have you beaten well I, I gotta state this the first day the first day or the first time i ever slid Hades was also the 10th time Jack slayed him. So that's a fun little fact for, you know, the thousands of listeners that we have. So uh, I, I think I'm about 35 runs in and <laughs> no, I think I'm a 38 runs in and I've got 12, 12 kills. <laughs> um, but as you were, I, I think we were texting about this. Historically, all my favorite games are, are isometric games where you have to pay attention to the whole screen and you have to be aware of everything around you, whether it's sports games like Madden or NBA 2K, or it's a game like Binding of Isaac, which I think actually the gameplay has a lot of similarities with. Um, it's Binding of Isaac isn't as crisp. There isn't as much like in your face action, but it's all about having these different enemies with different powers all around you, shooting things at you. And that's, that's um i played a lot of binding of isaac a few years back and basically i think i'm just um one of one of the the things that kind of i'm drawn to whether it's starcraft 2 even is just having this full awareness of everything that's going on on the screen and in my corner by my eye when i'm getting shot at being able to realize and get the hell out of the way um i've just been so impressed with the fact that one, when I finished the story, I was I was so satisfied with the conclusion. I thought they did a couple really clever things, and I'm looking forward to hearing your guys' opinion on. 
And then even in the following, I've gotten more, I've gotten more lore between the five runs after I finished the game than I did my first, you know, 10 runs because now I'm really focused. I started going online and like reading, like, what, what do I need to do to like to get these side missions done? And there's all this really cool stuff that I didn't realize was, was out there. Um, all these relationships that you develop, which I really didn't have any clue about. Um, and it sounds like it gets pretty in depth. So I don't know. It's just really cool that I'm 40 runs into this game, probably somewhere between 20 and 30 hours of gameplay in. And I'm just as excited about the storyline as, um, as I was at the very beginning. Um, so that's pretty cool. I was going to say, you, you raise an interesting point, and this, this is a tangent for another time, but I do find it fascinating that the isometric viewpoint that you describe, how that's kind of just your comfort zone for gaming, and how you have like Dave, who plays first-person shooters on a level that is so, so far superior to anything I've ever done, and I Me seemingly too. Jack as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So it, it, it's just kind of <laughs> cool how it's the different perspective for gaming just allows you to lock in. Cause one thing I have experienced playing this, why I enjoy it so much is I enjoy the soul series, but I suck so bad at them. And this allows me to kind of almost like pretend like I'm playing a game like that, because it is like an overwhelming experience, like with all these different creatures and things shooting at you, but it's, once you get comfortable with just kind of rushing into it and dodging things that way, like you just get really locked in. So, and when I watch people play like the soul series, when they were actually really good at that's seemingly what they do. Like they'll just charge up to a boss and just like roll through them versus me. Who's like super intimidated by him and couldn't even comprehend doing that. But, but to me, like when I play my best runs in Hades, it really is when I just kind of dive in there and not scared to just kind of, essentially dodged by charging into things so one thing i have noticed about super giant games is they do a really good job of making you feel like you're playing something very difficult and challenging but once it's once you've progressed pretty far into the game you realize the things that at first seem challenging are actually pretty easy they don't make difficult games they make games that i mean hades yeah it, it takes you a long time to beat it but it just gets progressively easier. So eventually you're going to, eventually you're going to beat it. Pyre, you mentioned the fact that they have those runs that can set you back. But Matt, I think you have the same experience as me where you probably got the platinum for Pyre within 20 hours. So they do a really good job of making gameplay that is moves along at a fast clip while still making you feel like you're good at games and that you're accomplishing something. And that's, that's a, that's a tough balance to kind of, um, to walk that, to walk that wire. Dave, I have to ask you, um, cause we had to kind of drag you into this one cause you were locked into getting that wonderful one-on-one platinum, but what's been your favorite weapon thus far? Because that's been one of the coolest thing is like, I feel like there's a pretty good balance. Like it's each experience is different enough, but there's also certainly ones that I gravitate towards more than others. Um, my spoiler is the bow. So um, well, I'd love to hear I, your thought. I started off thinking that the bow was the weapon I was going to use to try to get the run on and slay Hades. And I got pretty far. I think I got pretty close to him before I died. Then I picked up the rail and the more comfortable I got with the rail, the more I think it fit how I approach the game. 
So the special is usually the weapon that I start really amplifying on that, you know, and that was how I got to Hades the first time was using the rail and its special attack and really just juicing that up with boons. But uh, I got slayed, but I was able to come back with the rail and defeat Hades again with that weapon. And it was just a bit more experience, I suppose, is probably the best way to put it. So and selection of boons and what you're gonna do. So the rail, the rail has been arguably my favorite weapon. I think at one point I had it up to 24 bullets with uh, like no reload or something like that. So it's just like, it's shot in threes, but you know, if you don't have to reload, you can just run around and keep shooting, so. I think the rail is the most fun weapon in the game. Whenever I go, I select that the first two levels i'm just doing work and it's like you just feel like you're freaking rambo out there just blowing everything away and then you're launching rockets up into the air and they come down um but i also think the rail is pretty difficult later on in the third and fourth act of the game the damage maybe and maybe it's coincidence for the the uh, boons i've run into but the damage does not seem to um seem to level up as, as quickly as your opponents do. So I always end up having trouble in, and it's particularly against Hades with the rail. Um, the weapon that I wreck shop with is the shield. Uh, the shield special, especially once it gives them like boons where it does like extra bounces around, that thing wrecks. And then um, I, I upgraded it to the point where the shield turns into like this flying saucer basically and you can just leave it alone and run around do work and it's really effective against every single boss in the game uh, which as i'm sure you guys would agree the bosses in hades are really kind of like where you, you i spend all my runs preparing for the boss bosses now that i'm you know trying to beat the game i'm always every decision i make is always how do i prepare for hades i don't really think about anything else in the game because nine times out of 10, it comes down to Hades for me at this point. That's kind of where I'm at too. Um, obviously the one that I've found can throw me off can be um, the first ones. Um, I seem to, I've gotten to a point with the Hydra where I'm all right. Uh, I'm pretty confident against the bull and it was at Theseus. Um, but yeah, sometimes for whatever reason, I feel like um, the Furies can throw me off. Um, Maybe I think a lot of that too will depend because some of my decisions when I'm building my character, typically it, it's all about collecting all the boons or trinkets or whatnot that I haven't utilized. So there are definitely times where I'm coming in um, with a far weaker build than I would if I was only focused on beating the game. But um, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. I'm right now it's, I'm starting to reach that point where I've kind of covered that collection aspect of it. Now I'm just locking in on trying to, only focus on crushing Hades. So, For anybody who hasn't played this game, though, really what makes it so special is that all six of these weapons feel very different from one another, but they all have their moment to shine. Like, I've had a really fun run with each, with all six of these weapons. And even before you get to the upgrades, there's multiple ways and styles to play within those weapons. So, for the shield, you can, like Plummer was saying earlier, where he tries to kind of um, upgrade the rail special. Well, each weapon has a special and a, a normal fire 
and then you have your cast, your calls. And so you have all these different ways that the game ends up kind of directing uh, your, your game play style. And if you try and just play one style of game, you're really kind of selling yourself short because you're, you're just not going to be able to utilize all these amazing boons that are going to end up shaping how um, your weapon is really specialized. Plumber, you have a particular boon that you have to grab every time. Uh, one of one of Athena's. Um, it is the dash slash deflect shield, and then coupled with Hermes like speed boost, where after dodge you gain speed for like usually like half a second. Um, if you get the epic or rare, I think it's like 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7 goes up in that kind of direction but that that's a good coupling for me because it allows me to get out of sticky situations pretty quick you know where instead of just like two quick dashes and I'm, i might be still on an area of effect explosion or something with that combination not only am i deflecting any projectiles coming at me but i'm also getting a speed boost that allows me to cover more distance you know so when i do use my second dash like i'm quite a bit further away so that that was arguably the sole combo of powers that let me beat Zeus because it was a long fight for me. Uh, the special can bounce off of objects. So more often than not, I would say I was probably about 75%, you know, hitting Zeus and one out of every four shots were bouncing off a wall and like in threat of hitting me. So <laughs> I would be dealing with Zeus and myself for most of my Zeus fights with the rail, but um, yeah, it was, it was being able to like hop around and get out of the way pretty quickly because Hades, I think his difficulty is um, more of, for me, it's always that he brings on this huge cast of followers to help him. And it's usually those green waves that really throw me off the most. They've probably killed me more than Hades has because he's pretty predictable, even when he does do his invincible Thing. You can see his footsteps. He appears and literally draws a circle that you can't be in. So as long as you can get out of that quick enough, you're good. You know, and everything else is easily, you know, dealt with, except for the hordes of skeletons that tend to get on me. So when I do use a rail, the special helps because it's a pretty powerful area of effect, but I also can attach certain boons that bounce between enemies, you know, so if I'm shooting one, I could be shooting three depending if they're grouped up and then applying like a lightning boon to that. So it's doing even more damage, but yeah. Um, I would say the dash protection boons are my favorite at the moment. About you, Jack, particular boons that you favor at this point, now that you've kind of ran through it a few times, a few times we could say. Well, similar to how I feel about the weapon system, the boons that I consider the most powerful are also probably the most boring for me. There's one in particular that if you're on your last life, if you used all your death defiances, you automatically gain health as the seconds tick by. I think it's like you gain one health point and it's absolutely overpowered. If I get that boon, I take it and I pretty much just consider it an automatic victory because you just, do, as Plummer was saying, um, Hades is, is, his moves are pretty predictable. So it's pretty easy to just run around the map and kind of steer clear of danger. 
if you have that boon and you don't actually have to go toe to toe with them and you can kind of bide your time. So at the same time, that boon's also kind of not fun because you do just spend like 10 minutes on the Hades fight running around in circles. Um, I really like Athena's call. It does a crap load of damage. That's another one I feel like is just super powered. But I think um, Plummer, what he said about Hermes boons, I think those are absolutely the most fun. Anything that speeds up either my weapons or my speed around the screen, it still feels like a real challenge to play the game, but you feel so powerful. Um, it's a really good combination of, of there's still like this difficulty. You still got to be on point. You almost have to be more on point because you're going so fast. But at the same point, you're just zipping around the screen. You can, as long as you're on it, you can dodge anything. And, and that's a really good feeling. I love Hermes Boons. I was going to say the one that I always get from him, if possible, is the additional dash. Um, you can either do one or two, or I think it even goes up to three if you get the legendary. But um, that one, I feel like that that's my protection because you're absolutely right, Plumber. Like Hades, he's pretty predictable and he draws that big circle. That's really his most devastating attack. But that's also the one that I found like I'll have like a perfect setup to face him. And if he catches me in a corner with that, he will wipe out your life so fast and um, having that one extra dash really has helped me escape uh, numerous times. Um, I definitely experienced what you were talking about plum too, with the, uh, the special bouncing off of walls. Um, I definitely have been robbed from a few victories because all I needed was to land that one last shot that just ricocheted and went completely the wrong direction. Um, the other one I really, really like, um, and I, Tend, I still pick it up more than I probably should rather than experiment more with some of the other ones. Um, but definitely is going Poseidon's um, rush attack. It's the one where the wave hits them when you uh, charge in. Just because it, I like the way it knocks enemies away, particularly if I'm using like a sword or one of those wet, the gloves where I have to get in kind of close and personal. Um, I really like the combination of rushing it with the wave, hitting them to knock them back, and then using the magnet glove to draw them in for the special attack. It's a fun little one, too. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of speaks to the nature of the game that we all kind of have different ways we approach our build now that we've all been through it enough to have kind of experienced each boon to a certain degree. Um, is there any character NPC-wise that is really kind of your favorite or one you gravitate to more than others? Uh, Jack, if you have an opinion. I really like just the variety. Uh, they all really feel, um, Matt, you said something really cool earlier about how Pyre, they actually had to cement these characters' identities because you don't have any Pyre experience with them. Well, this game, like you said, it has the advantage that you do have kind of an image of your mind of what all these um, characters should be like and and but but what they do with that is really is really fun and really well well done and that's that they kind of um, they just lean into the lean into the um, the charisma of all these characters and so they really feel vibrant and they really play with um, how they would be in the situation where they're, you know, all trying to kind of curry favor with you. So um, when I think of standouts, um, 
I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but some of my standouts are the ones that have the least to say. Uh, I love Cerebris. Uh, is that how you pronounce it? The dog. I love the um, the uh, guy on the boat uh, who, whenever you try and say anything to him, he just goes. Because <laughs> even though they're not saying anything, there's a lot of personality in it. And I think probably my favorite moment in the game is when you when you reach the final uh, is when you reach uh, Hades for the first time and Cerebrus is blocking your way and, and you have this moment where you're like what I gotta duke it out with my dog and you walk up to him and he's like sitting there blocking the way and, and you have this speech where you're like all right you know I guess we're gonna have to do this I didn't want it to come to this but and then you're like actually I'm just messing with you uh, yeah we're, we're uh, here's here's some food dog <laughs> he's like totally chill um so those are some of my favorite moments um but I didn't really answer your question <laughs> I apologize hey it's a great question though because it's so true like that that's the kind of fun thing about this game is it's so easy to kind of lean into you know like the god of war did that where it's like you lean into kind of like a more dark imagery of these characters or just like you know, kind of a viewpoint more taking literal some of the tales. And this one, it's like somehow they managed to make just about every damn one of them so cheerful. Like even some of the annoying characters like Dusa is like somehow pleasant to like interact with because like just the fact that like your main character is Agrius like is just so nice to her and appreciates all she's doing, even though like technically she's been condemned to having to take care of this like horrific like mess constantly and like you know she's so stressed out constantly but it's just like such a lighthearted thing especially like coming off you know usually you're interacting with her after like a super stressful run that you either beat hades which puts you you know to a level of you know exertion or you just got killed and you're pissed off so you're just kind of biding your time checking in with whoever's available for speech options but um yeah just the lightheartedness of almost all of them like they're all just like easy to interact with to the point where you actually I don't say you look forward to dying because <laughs> it gets frustrating at a certain point, but you don't, you are intrigued by each particular speech option to see how the storyline progresses. And even with some of the lesser characters that not much comes of it. Yeah. Uh, Dionysus has got to be my favorite hands down, even though I like them all, I just enjoy getting his boons because it's always a party time some excuse to start drinking or something and just the way he sounds he's got a very like socialite kind of southern california la hollywood vibe about him you know and it, it's just always a party time and i feel like i've gotten the furthest with some of his boons especially as like epic and rare so um that's one of my favorites but like i said earlier this game i felt that the art direction, character design, and voice work was just so on point that I didn't mind. I understood that like dying was a part of this game and like that's how it had to be played if you want to um, experience the whole thing. You're just gonna have to die a bunch and play the game quite a bit. But I mean, it's like Jack says, the first two levels now are just such cakewalk that um, it's been a lot easier for me to start planning for the later half of the game, which, you know, a run can be pretty short depending on what situation is. But yeah, um, Dionysus, hands down, one of my favorites. Yeah, I think you touched upon something that 
I think we've, we haven't impressed upon enough. And that is the light hearted, casual humor in this game is so well done. It doesn't feel forced. There's so many moments that aren't like laugh out loud, funny, but are just like, they just kind of hit you. You're like, Oh, that was really well done in a subtle way. Um, whether it's uh, Dionysus is like how all his boons are all based around partying and being hung over or um, when you when you're in the house of Hades you can go visit all the um, spirits who are talking and they'll tell you like the cause of death and they have some really funny like one-liners of, of why they're why they're dead um, to just the way that kind of um, Zagreus kind of pokes the bear whether he's dealing with um, his his dad or or just so many different interactions where he's just got, you know, um, the third boss, the bull, and uh, what's what's the name of the bull's buddy? Uh, Theseus, I believe. Yeah, yeah Theseus. Theseus takes himself so seriously in like this almost psychotic way. And Zagreus is always just like digging into him, just like, you know, getting, getting his chops. And um, Dave, I don't think you experienced this yet, but... Um, Matt, I saw you got the trophy for the extreme measures where you have to face like the upgraded version of those two guys. And it's so over the top fantastic. He's got the gold plated rounds of ammunition, the gold chariot, and he's just talking down to you like you're some kind of schmuck animal. And he's just, I mean, it's so cheesy. And um, that scene actually really reminds me of Wonderful 101, just like the cheesy like humor that they're just really kind of embracing. Um, yeah, a lot of great humor in this in this game that um is is really uh, unlike wonderful 101 it's it's, it's very subtle <laughs> i was gonna say one of my favorites is orpheus just because he's done up to be like you know he's supposed to be the court musician but you know they pr present him essentially like he's a playing in a cure cover band and uh just like <laughs> it's hilarious because like one of your tasks is trying to encourage him to sing again but he's so infuriating because he's just so emo and just so like stuck in this like malaise and just like whining about everything to the point where you get like super frustrated that every time you interact with him, you think you're going to get this achievement. But every time he makes another excuse for why he can't be bothered to play his music and it's just like this constant battle of just like, you know, even though like you want to get the achievement, you want to see him, like you still like interacting with him at the same time. It's just like, drawn out so much I, I just thought that was so funny when he finally starts like performing again it's like finally you jerk like i've done so much for you at this point um i feel like some of the humor is drawn from the fact that they're pretty self-aware gods i recall hades talking to orpheus about him needing to play music you know, because otherwise he doesn't understand why there's a court musician in the court if he's just sitting around moping. And he goes, you got to turn this around instantly. I'm giving you a hundred years to fix this problem, you know? And it's like, I thought that was pretty funny. And a lot of the other references to being gods and the time spans, you know, for them, like all of this stuff is just everyday life, you know, but for us humans, that's, uh, you know, controlling Zagreus, it's, you know, we're, oh man, took me 40 times to get to Hades, you know, it just kind of puts in that, I think, emphasis of that you're in a realm and you're dealing with gods, you know, and it's like, it's self-aware of it 
So it was something I appreciated quite a bit on the humor side. So I think we're all in total agreement. This is an absolutely amazing title. Um, uh, Jack, I think, has gotten the most out of it in the shortest amount of time. But um, I know for certain, in my case, I'm going to put in the time to actually see everything that's available or at least attempt to. Um, Plumber, I know that you are already doing that wonderful 101, but you already given it 40 shots. So I imagine that going through a few more times won't won't be impossible. Um, Jack, though, I have to ask, as we're getting kind of towards the end here, which one do you prefer, Pyre or Hades? Um, I think from, from what, when I look at what impresses me more, Pyre. The, the gameplay of Pyre is so creative and unique. They really created something special. And on top of that, there's the, you know, the, the classic super giant style, which is always, you know, a huge benefit. This really mystic and cryptic story that pulls you in. But they really missed an opportunity in Pyre. And that's, there's, there, as I touched on before, there's, there's not a level of play, replayability. And I think they had the opportunity by, by having online multiplayer with that, but they, they decided not to go that route. It's a very small studio, so it's understandable. But I think that was that was the way for them to kind of take Pyre and and ha- give it that extra life. Whereas Hades, I've already put way more time into Hades than I ever did into Pyre, and I still have this urge to keep going. So while while Pyre is my answer now, after another ten to fifteen hours, it could easily be Hades because um, I really value a game that that keeps pulling you back. Uh, that doesn't feel like a grind, even if for all intents and purposes, this is a grind, a grindy loop. It doesn't feel that way to me because every run is different. Every run is unique and um, it is, uh, it's a special game. Dave, I know we've had numerous recordings now where we've gone back and forth uh, about our affinity for the wonderful 101. How does this stack up in comparison? Does this one jockey for being in your top three for best game you played thus far this year? Um, it's it's definitely pushing it. I I feel like though as much as I appreciate Hades, I think Wonderful 101 just kind of vibrates with me on a more personal note, having been someone that read comic books since I was a kid who watched Saturday morning cartoons, who can appreciate some of the Japanese culture that's involved with it or actually quite a bit, you know, so, uh, but Hades is it wonderful. One on one's probably going to be in my like top five. And then Hades is probably going to be within my top five at some point. So that's the best I can say for it. I feel like they're two different games, but um, like Hades being a bit darker, they just present it so well with so much humor and, the character design isn't dark. It's very vibrant and gorgeous artwork involved. So um, it's something that even though <laughs> you're dying over and over again and respawning in this like endless life of either being a bureaucrat or being the house bum that your dad hates, um, I would say that this game was like a really strong game. Like probably one of the best I've played in a while outside of, you know, wonderful one-on-one. So I do feel like Wonderful 101, they really went for it. Like they swung hard and 
maybe their batting average wasn't as high, but um, they really kind of were going for something really special where this is kind of like this studio knows how to make games. They chose something that is, I mean, if you look at Hades from a base level, like what is it about? It's not that exciting of a premise. The gameplay is not that exciting, but it's so perfectly crafted. I was going to say, uh, I made the comparison to the Everlasting Gobstopper, and I think that's pretty apt just for Hades, where it's a game that you, you essentially can play for hundreds of hours and, in theory, probably enjoy it to a certain degree. I mean, it gives you so many new challenges each time it's so unique, and that's where it is difficult to compare it to something like Wonderful 101, because you're absolutely right, Jack. The difference is, is Wonderful 101 would be like in some sort of artisan, like hipster dessert that, you know, you may not like every aspect of it. They may throw something in there like, you know, salmon skin or something to make it jazz it up, make it way fancier than it needs to be. But it is an experience and it's a memorable one. And you're always going to be able to talk about it and rant and rave about it. So in versus Hades, like it is kind of a loop. It's a, the most enjoyable gameplay loop I've experienced since Slay the Spire, which was another one that's arguably in my top five easily. Um, so, and then to compare it to Pyre, Pyre, again, there's just something about that game that stuck with me. And I think that like, it really is just, to me, I value it just slightly more because I also, while I appreciate everything you just said, Jack, about being a game that you can keep coming back to and you're getting your bang for your buck out of it, there's something about a game that kind of you just put down the controller and you walk away and you're always going to have the memory of that one run through because there's really not no other reason to do it again. Um, it was, it was, it's short, but it burns so bright while you're playing it that it almost sticks with you longer than a game that you've experienced for a, a greater period of time. Exactly. Like it, it, it's almost like, like a shitty dessert, but because you got it, like when you were a kid, and because like your mom gave it to you at a time where you're, you know, just like super excited to like enjoy something and experience it new that just lingers with you forever. And you're always going to be chasing that experience again and never quite measure up. So I, I Pyre to me, I, I will probably say is slightly personally a better game to me, but this game is one of the best I've played easily in my lifetime. I can say that with full confidence. I'll be curious to hear your opinion after both of you. And I hope both of you do end up seeing it through to the end um, because I, I do think they, they stick the landing of this game. And I, I would hope that that at least um, has some effect on your opinion of it as you continue to move through. Well, this is definitely a game that we'll have to check in again about um, because definitely by the end of the year, um, I am curious because I know for certain this will certainly be discussed when we do our end of the year, best of the year special. But um, any more thoughts, gentlemen, on Hades at this point? No. <laughs> Perfect. Well said. All I right, boys. Hey, I just want to say it's so rare these days that um, I, I get to play a single player experience with my friends. And to do it back to back with Wonderful 101 and Hades has been really cool. Like having this opportunity to sh like shoot the shit about a game that I'm really into, but not on like a, a co-op uh, style. So um, that's been really cool. Uh, it's, it's very rare for me because um, you guys are, you know, my two of my three best gaming buddies. 
and we play such different games on, on a consistent basis. So this has been really cool. Well, like I said, it is like a book club only for video game nerds. So um, it's certainly been a pleasure to be able to experience it with all three, with both of you and uh, to actually see where we run into different log jams along the way and um, how our play styles differentiate. So uh, onwards and upwards to more experiences of the similar nature. All right. I think that's all that needs to be said about Hades at this point. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Doo -doo -doo.